1: Welcome back to the Luke and Pete Show. It's episode 23. I'm Pete Donaldson, the Pete compon- component, if you will. Uh, Luke Moore is with me as well. All right. We're joined by somebody. Yes, we've got a special guest this it's week. It's the Luke and
2: Pete and Rick Edwards Show today. Hello. Thank, thank you very much. Delighted to be the Rick... Comp- ...owner of the show, actually. And for those of you who don't know
3: Rick, he's uh, the star of the Netflix cartoon series Rick and Morty. Yes, yeah,
2: I am. Morty couldn't make it, I'm afraid.
1: No, Hard-drinking hard scientist, Rick.
2: Very disappointed not to be here. Yeah, though,
1: though, Rick is, isn't Rick the, uh, the kid.
2: No, no, oh, yes. Yeah, Rick. he is a kick, isn't
1: he? No, no, because Marty, Marty, because oh yeah, Morty, yeah, Morty Rick is, play, is the scientist. Isn't? Yeah, okay. Let's not get into the weeds on Rick and Marty no, so not. early. Uh, Rick's here talking about his brand new book and a couple of other things as well. But we thought, what a great guest Rick would be. He probably lives around the corner still. Do you still live in Kentish Town?
2: Still live in Kentish Town. It Kentish took Town, me a bridge, less than twenty minutes in an Uber, <laughs> which is the only reason you did it. Yeah, I was like, where is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. fine, when, fine. When we thought about
3: <laughs> getting you on, I did say to Pete well, we have. Rick on, and Pete was like, He is quite demanding. Yeah. He's, yeah, he'll only travel less than 25 minutes from his house. He
1: demands it, yeah, he demands to get on the 393 and have the haul of it to himself. Yeah, this is on the 393 Kentish Town. It to, th- it's, it's on the route, I
3: think. Do you know how I'm going to
2: get home? <laughs> 393, baby. <laughs> no, there's a Uber outside still, he's the driver. <laughs> <isn't there? laughs>
3: um, you know, speaking
2: of that, should we get him in here actually? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just,
3: I feel a bit bad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Complete the four.
3: Well, I'm paying you, so you're coming in here. <laughs> um, Rick, do you know that uh, the rumor? I don't know if you've heard this, Pete, that right. um, Jules Holland insisted on the entire. later tonight with Jules Holland operation being moved nearer his house in Kent fantastic so it used to be done at BBC Television Centre right and now it's recorded down in Kent and the big rumour I don't know if it's a pop bitch fuelled rumour or whatever but Mm. the rumour was that was because it's right near where Jules Holland lives and he couldn't be asked to travel anymore
2: but do you know what, though? If you could get away with that, you would, wouldn't you? If, uh, I, if I thought I could just say, oh, listen, guys, I just think, I know there's no studio space technically in Kenish Town, but can we just make it work? <laughs> yeah, There's a few in Camden, isn't there? There's there like a be. few little studios dotted around. They're all disappearing.
1: The MTV building, the old MTV building. They've Did barely that? got
2: a studio in there anymore. <laughs> is it called Viacom now? It's all cupboards. It is. it's yeah. Viacom, yeah. Cupboards. and it is. It's full of cupboards you, and kn- quite sad-looking people. Do
1: you know the end of uh, Blade Runner, uh, the new one? Yes. Have you seen Blade Runner, Rick? Yes, I have, yes. Uh, so that t- final hotel where um, one of the characters, one of the major characters lives, Yes. is the MTV building in uh, Istanbul, I think. Or so, All right. Oh, Hungry, hungry, hungry. Uh, okay, Budapest. Is it now? Budapest, yeah. Okay. It's the MTV building, Budapest. Imagine that. That it's reminds me a of... It's um... brutalist, isn't it? <laughs> it's a little bit, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of... The... Be not, creative. Not as, <laughs> not as much sand, I imagine, <laughs> around the halls and dust. When I was a kid,
3: um, there was a guy who went to my school who insisted blind that... Predator was filmed in the woods near our house. <laughs> right, so, okay. Yeah, and but it he... could. Have, well, hang on. It could have been surely. You're... Like some kind of... And you're from near where I'm from. Yeah. You know so which which woods? Which woods? Uh, Stanley Park
2: in, mm. in in Gosport, Stokes Bay. It, no, not your. No, you wouldn't ever go around there. No, no, no. I, I, but I know Gosport. Yeah. I just don't. I can't see it. No. I'm, I'm, sorry, to say, I'm it, sorry to say, I'm Sorry to say. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't imagine <laughs> Schwarzenegger and. Uh... <laughs> What's the other fella? Carl... What's his Carl name? Weathers. Carl, Weathers, Carl Weathers. Running yeah. around. And that tall chap. Or am I thinking of aliens? Where would they stay?
1: Where
3: would they <laughs> put them <laughs> up? Yeah, exactly. What's the best
2: hotel in Gosport?
3: Uh, it, well, at that point, it would have been the Alpha Bank Hotel, which mm. is in Stanley Park itself. So in terms of situation... Very convenient. It would be, yeah. it would be convenient.
2: I, I'm coming round to it now. I think it might have been filmed there. It's feasible,
3: isn't it? M- it is maybe feasible. a third unit might have yeah. been there.
2: I went Not to... Costa Rica on holiday similar to Gosport yeah. and the whole time I was like, absolutely pumped I was like yeah it looks so much like Jurassic Park because this is yeah. where they filmed Jurassic mm, Park yeah. and then when I got home found out they didn't film it there it no. <laughs> <He> filmed <laughs> Valley Park wasn't it absolutely it was yeah. Yeah, any, wasn't it, any wood that you see <laughs> <laughs> on film or TV is Gosport wasn't, like... it, wasn't it
1: filmed in like Hawaii was it Hawaii part of Hawaii yeah, like yeah that? I think it was because yeah. my mate went to the, the this, you know the tree that they hide behind when the, um, the Velociraptor's oh one the Lion Down Tree yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, basically they found that tree because yeah, oh. this guide went, This is the tree from Brussels Park. Turns out there'd been three or four different trees.
2: Oh, really? Uh, okay. Of course
1: there are. Uh, but
3: disgusting. you know, you know, that, They're that's... just
2: like lopping down trees every year. <laughs> that tourism
3: thing is, is so prevalent because I remember going to Loch Ness mm-hmm. and doing a little boat trip on Loch Ness. And the guy who was um, piloting the boat, he's about 70 and he'd been doing it his whole life. And I said to him, oh, Do you think there is a Loch Ness monster? And he gave me a look of a guy that said, This has been my industry for the last 50 years. <laughs> he went, You never know, son. We, never know. <laughs> like, we do know. Admit it. And he
1: went it. Drain it. Drain <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Drain it. But Rick,
3: just to welcome you in, I think we should probably um, give you an idea of the stuff we've been talking about recently on this show. Sure. Um, so the la- in the last episode, mm. Pete and I were, um, were talking about a policeman
1: who killed someone in his sleep mm. and gave himself up as the uh, as the as the culprit. Mm. Um, and then I told a horrifying story about getting in bed with someone I didn't know. In my sleep, while sleepwalking, not as
3: serious a crime, not a, but a crime yeah, nonetheless. No, less. no. Yeah. no. What, uh, how
1: did the person react? Uh, they, I'd never met them before, but I, I pushed them out of bed, and they and they <laughs> and they were like, "What are you doing? Who are you?" Yeah. And I was like, "Who are you?" And I realised I was in the wrong bedroom.
3: Yay! Yeah. yeah. So maybe you can come in on that in a minute. Actionable. Um, we've got British awkwardness, which I know you'll be uh, interested all, in. Uh, all over. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, feral animals. <laughs> when I put it out in a in list, it's almost like this is. Dross. Alan Partridge This large, is this mm. is Alan Partridge <laughs> large. Um and um people who are from your hometown that are a little bit of uh legendarily crazy. Okay, so, sure. Local celebrity
2: type business. Yeah. Cuz uh, cuz
1: you lived in Kentish town for a long part
3: of your this, life.
2: This well this is the thing. I mean and Kentish town so, yeah. is absolutely riddled with them. <laughs> um in I was because, one of them in, in, in for a good while. Way. Yeah. <laughs> Including yourself. Yeah, there's uh, I would I would put myself in that category cuz it's the people who are just around during the daytime. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I am yeah. one of those people. About yeah. <laughs> that... the pineapple doing karate kicks. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a lady um who wears you might have seen her actually. I feel like she's a she's an absolute legend in her own right. Um and she wears I think it is red lipstick. All over her face. Right. Um, so, oh, very, Wow, <laughs> a that's a strong incredibly look. Incredibly strong look. Yeah. And see her coming a mile off. Yeah, somehow. Of and she sits out cost, outside Costa quite a lot mm. and she knows my name um, and is very keen to use it whenever I walk past. Okay. But she has a very peculiar, I, I almost don't want to do the, <laughs> do the accent because it sounds <laughs> like I'm being sort of uh, racially insensitive. Yeah. But she, mm. but she honestly sort of uh, calls me Mida Edwards. Right, Mid- but she is. By the way, she is not a. She's she's not Japanese or Chinese or anything like that. Yeah. Right.
1: Okay. So, but she, she's what a, she she's affects a, an she accent. Is- well, I don't really... She affects an approaching Japanese.
2: Yes, it's something... And
1: it says Mr. Edward. Mr. Edward. Mr. Edward.
2: Oh, Mr. Edward! And always wow. very excited to see me. Do you, do you um, speak and it's to her? Or... To... And <laughs> I, I always say hello. Yeah. I don't know her name. No. If, I, if if she's called Mrs. Brown, I'd always say hello, Mrs. Brown. Has yeah. oh, she, she, <laughs> yeah. she ever embraced you and got lipstick on you? Because, I mean, no,
1: lipstick I guess on, that's... on your collar told a tale on you. I imagine she yeah. would probably dispatch a lot more lipstick if it's
2: all yeah. over her face. I think that's the sort of... Natural progression, isn't it? That will, <laughs> one day that will happen. It'll be yeah, a glorious day. By the
3: grace of God go we all, us all. Um, and you know what? Something I want to bring to the table as well, based on last week, is we had an email from a guy who talked about giving directions to someone who wanted to find the London Eye. Mm. Um, and then he rapidly realised after he'd given her directions that he was actually going that way as well. And so he did a whole manner of different things to try and enable her to not see him mm. so it wouldn't be awkward. And then Pete and I were talking about what your policy is when someone asks you for directions when you're in London or whatever, mm. um, do you... Because I've, so I've given someone directions before and I've seen them still lost like five minutes later and it's been incredibly awkward. And Pete says these days he now brings out his phone to enable himself to give directions to people who don't know where they're going. What's your policy? Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm straight out with the phone these days mm. to avoid... The, the thing with the guy who's given directions to the London Eye and is then going the same direction... Yeah. By sort of wandering, like trying to hide himself, it's much creepier. It's yeah, worse yeah, yeah, because yeah. if you catch sight of that guy, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they like what is he well, doing? Hang on, why, why is, is he tip-toeing? following me? <laughs> yeah. uh, he knows exactly where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's hiding behind pillars. <laughs> he could have just like, said,
1: "Yeah, I'm going that way. I'll show you."
2: Yeah, Mr. Edwards. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Come absolutely. Back. Slathered in lipstick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a look. It's a look. It's a look. Uh, we also spoke about uh, batteries as well. Uh, basically, we've oh, uh, discovered that if you <laughs> yeah. open up any. Um, Piece of consumer electronics that ha- that, that, that holds a, Comes with a, a battery a, a d- with it, d- yeah. a double A or a triple A uh, cell in it. Mm. Um, and I will always call them cells, yeah. mm-hmm. even though they might not be. Um, they've always got like a weird kind of third party brand that's not Duracell or Ever Ready. Example uh, being that Luke's got a, a TV remote, probably the you got studio in TV remote. It's
3: a box standard LG TV remote, Rick. Yeah, mm. pop it open, pop the back of her open. Yeah, go on. Couple of Bexels
1: in there, Bexel. oh, naughty oh, stuff, isn't it? Wasn't expecting to yeah. naughty <laughs> Bexel. That's all But you'd think that LG Bexel. would be a, would yeah. be a big enough company to have their own kind of branded LG kind of batteries because they're always going to use them, aren't they? Getting branded up, LG. Yeah, I so, mean,
2: I mean the ones we so had a Bexel absolutely <laughs> coining it in there. <laughs> well, listen, one the... of the biggest companies you've never heard of. <laughs> the, the,
3: the brands we've had, in addition to that, New Ultras, Japan yeah. Tech, mm-hmm. Active Energy. Mm-hmm. Shen Kang.
2: Shen mm.
1: Kang's very good.
2: I, yeah. it, it sounds like I You'd think be pleased to lip- have a Shen Kang, wouldn't you? I think lip-
1: Mustangs. I think a lipstick lady was the spokesperson for <laughs> yeah. all of these brands. A couple of, a couple of Mustangs and someone's Mustangs. at yeah. one point. And
3: my personal favourite, as I said last week, uh, a, a pair of, uh, in a sound bar, a pair of uh, super heavy duty High Watts. High Watts? Yeah. How long is that? Yeah, that's
2: quite sort of Route 1 naming, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah.
3: It's that they all, as I said before, they all sound like they've been named by Google Translate. Yeah.
1: yeah. How long are, uh, a triple A's or double is going to last in a goddamn soundbar? No, not very long. Not, not very long. long. No. I don't even know weird, what a yeah.
2: soundbar is.
3: It's one of those
1: things you put on the top it's of the telly. Those like big long of- ones. Yeah.
2: What? You're telling me, Rick, in your what career mixed, today... What makes the sound on your telly? The speaker on the telly. Oh. I don't have to provide a separate <laughs> speaker. I what about they you? I'm yet. buying built-in. Next you're going to tell me you haven't got a VHS player built into your telly, you <laughs> absolute animals. It's very much part
3: of the deal when you buy something. I, I expect sound. Yeah. Um, I'm not turning my <laughs> telly. I'm going, oh, no, forgot to buy the speaker. Are you telling me in your career today you've never once uttered the words and thank you very much to my friends at Sonos for this soundbar?
2: No, absolutely yeah. not. Have you... I've got, I have nothing... Made by Sonos in my house. You've never been... I don't been really know what they do. Bores? Is it just Can speakers? I have the bores? Yeah, speakers I've got mainly, no headphones. <laughs> I've got no bows. You're a man out oh. of time. I've, well, got, I've got an old Sony Hi-Fi. You, <laughs> I'm actually... Have, come on, Luddite, aren't I? You've got a mini display. Horrible way to realise. Have you got tracking no, on you did, Have you? No, I did have a mini display. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, yeah. So excited when you got your first mini display, because you're like, this... This is the future. Look how small this is. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, look how small it is. I, I and within remember. three months, defunct. I got, Done. I, got, I, got, I got a
3: mini-disc player for it. I ended up going on a, a round-the-world trip in 2003. And I, knew I was going to be away for about a year. And I got a mini-disc player as part of it. And I spent a good couple of days um, putting together two compilation mini-discs. Yeah, of course. And I was like, yeah, this would be brilliant. Mm. Looking back on it now, the sum total of songs on those two mini-discs was, I think, 30 songs. Yeah. For a year away.
2: Yeah. <laughs> How 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 we've changed? Did you more, get through them all more than enough? I <laughs> will probably get through them about a thousand <laughs> times each. <laughs> does anyone mind, by the way, if I take my sweatshirt off? No, it's, no, it's so hot in here. It's really hot. It. It's yeah. Really hot isn't yeah, take it off. Yeah, and also,
1: I, I must apologise for the um, smell, Rick, because it does it does hang a bit. We've been, we've done two podcasts in here already today. I don't really have very a very sense of smell. Oh yeah, yeah heard absolutely. this about you. Is that yeah. right? So, yeah. Pete, that's
3: what we're reminded. So, I heard from you. Might have told me this when we were playing football together once that you once sniffed like some sort of pure chemical, pure ammonia. And so now you've not got a sense of smell. Yeah. Shush!
1: What? Like the bleach kind of burned off your, yeah,
3: your, your yeah, yeah. smell
2: cells. Yeah, the strongest uh, alkali available. Yeah. Your you ammonia. You, you hoovered I it just, right uh, up. Your... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did a couple of lines of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, let me tell you.
1: Is is that pH? Is that pH? One. like negative or positive? I'll or, be pH 12 would uh, isn't pH, it? Yeah, yeah, or, or higher. Yeah. Or higher. Ooh.
3: Fourteen. Fourteen. Holy moly! And did you yeah. have to go? Did you have to go to the doctor? Yeah. And what did
2: well, he say? And he went, I you can't smell anything. What do you expect? You yeah. just inhaled pure ammonia. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just said, uh, A, you're an idiot. And then you just spent ages trying to sluice it out. What's what is, what else in, are you going to do? So it was in is that a car wash? That was a doctor. That was a car wash. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, to be fair, what else is he going to do? No, no she knows, what, One thing he could have done, which would have been very lively, is gone, the, the only way to deal with this is to neutralise it. We're going to pour hydrochloric <laughs> up there. And I'm glad he didn't do that, to be honest, because yeah. even though it might have worked, horrible. Nurse. Horrible Nurse. when it starts dripping.
1: Boil the balsamic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so does that affect your taste as well, then? Well, I don't think so, but then occasionally people will ask me if I can taste something. I'm like, no. Oh, really? <laughs> so yes, Perfect. potentially, potentially it does. You're, yeah. you're leaving yourself open for a poisoning. Yeah, I'll tell I you probably what. am. I never know. <laughs> I once, uh, if I just suddenly, I've thought about this. Mm. I've never told anyone, but it's it's not bad. Is I once had a sort of it was a cross between like a wart and a skin tag. Yeah, <laughs> on my on my arm, and it was and it was sort of it was getting bigger, and I was like, I've got to get this has got to go yeah. and uh, and I didn't really know where to do it just gonna... on <laughs> yeah that took it burned it off yeah but I, uh, I thought well they're not going to do that on the NHS to be fair right. I understand because it's, it's cosmetic it's yeah, not really yeah, yeah. and so I had to go to a private skin doctor and I got a recommendation from weirdly Lisa Snowden oh really <laughs> and she said oh I've been to this guy because he was absolutely riddled with warts <laughs> <And>, um, <laughs> so, how old were you at the time? Uh, this would have been I reckon eight years ago okay so I was in my late 20s. Mm. Uh, and I went along to this guy and, he you know, you just immediately get the sense that someone might be a quack. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> Sorry. Just that he didn't, something didn't seem right. Um, and he goes, okay, I think what we'll do is we'll just, uh, we'll just be able to burn this off with some acid. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... And and I go, okay, when when do I book in to do it? He's like, no, we can just do it now. And you know, just, these private doctors are sitting in an office that looks like the office that a lawyer would work in. There's yeah. no medical yeah, equipment yeah, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I just put my arm like, out on his forearm, out on the desk, uh, and he gets some acid. And then he, he literally, he just starts pouring a bit of acid onto my arm. And I'm thinking, is that not just going to start dripping down the rest of my arm and yeah. burn it? And lo and behold, it started dripping down the rest of my arm about it. Yeah. And then he was like, Oh, oh, oh. I started like trying to dab it away with, <laughs> with, with like a handkerchief. And I got, a so it's, I got, um, I got sort of rivulet burn marks. Oh, down, my god. And, and the wart was totally unaffected. Oh, really? <laughs>
3: really? Yeah, yeah. How much did it cost you? It
2: cost me 250 quid. <laughs> to basically get <laughs> an additional uh, raking of uh, burn <laughs> from some acid. Snowden swears by it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Snowden loves it. <laughs> they give you a
3: payment plan with like 1,000% APR <laughs> afterwards. Don't worry, I you have got
1: to pay up front. It sounds like the guy I bought my uh, dog treatment off. I'm, I, I really want a dog, but I'm terribly allergic, so I got like um, I paid a couple of grand to get like a... Not an antihistamine, but like a, um, what do you call it? An inoculation, if you will. Yeah, okay. Where every morning I'll spray some dog uh, dander under my tongue. <laughs> right. So I, I basically spent a couple, of grand, a, couple of gra- <laughs> a couple of grand on a, on a load of dog juice <laughs> that I've got to keep in my fridge. <laughs> I don't I've got a dog yet. I'm still using it now. It's an 18 a month course. That sounds. I mean, that sounds. I mean, that's quackery. It's extreme, really. Yeah, you've been really mugged off. There, I mean, I he did. G- he did give me the caveat, like just don't get a dog. I went. I really want one. Lad. Yeah,
3: you can't have a dog with you. You have an old comp to the street. What sort of dog yeah. are you going to get living
1: there? A gay one.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, lovely to have a gay. Have you definitely got the gay dog yeah. dander?
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would be disappointed. to eighteen months of the wrong one. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> he's an alpha
2: cis hetero mad dog. Um, one of the things I wanted to bring to the table as well is: have you heard of
3: this thing called Twenty Three and Me?
2: Oh, the, the DNA testing Yeah, oh, Yes, yeah, right. so I, I, have yeah. yeah. I haven't done
1: it. I've so, done it. Have you done it? I've done a similar one, yeah. Ancestry.co.uk did a spit in the Oh, we, mo- the, mo- have we mentioned the tube. already. I don't know, but I just presumed that would be like, uh, you know, very English. But apparently I'm something like 60% Irish or something. Really? And I asked my mum, I said, Mum, this test said I'm Irish. And she said, Yeah, both you, both your great granddads are Irish. I was like, well, I could have said, good there, couldn't I? <laughs> yeah. 1% yeah. Polynesian. But the reason I bring it up Pick is, that one yeah, out.
3: Apparently, because I, I think at one point everyone's got when you go far enough back Mm. you've got like sub-Saharan African that sort of stuff but most people I know who've used it have found results that they had no idea about
1: Uh, most people I've seen that use it are really disappointed because they're like oh because I thought I thought it was like a bit swarthy a bit like Italian or Spanish and they go no, 100% English dickhead and there's another one
3: um, where you can you essentially do a home blood test and it tells you what your cholesterol level is, what your diabetes risk is, your vitamin Wait, deficiency. Where your levels. cholesterol came from. Yeah. But I I d I don't know if I fancy I don't know if I fancy. I don't know if I want to
2: know. You're an healthy man, Luke, I'm not surprised. Probably, that's yes, probably why. Are you, are you... How much am I paying for that? For the blood test, one? <laughs> I think it's about sixty quid. Well, I'm interested in that, actually. Yeah, I what? Give it a go. I go. Well we've heard about where you spend money just see on. what's going on. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah
2: exactly. I'll throw money at anything, mate.
1: Well <laughs> they're not gonna detect anything that's gonna make you happy, are they? Yeah. Like, oh you're oh you're superb turns out.
2: It's, my, pure, um, it's
1: pure acid, by the way.
3: <laughs> the oh, that's lovely. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I love a bit of that. <laughs> you, you prob-
3: I thought you were going to say when you were telling your story about the uh, arm, I thought you were going to take it down the road where you went, do you mind if I try putting some of this up my nose? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had. It's, it's everywhere else by the sounds of I Wish of I'd had the foresight. <laughs> um, my, um, my dad has absolutely... Actually, my mum and dad seem to have no interest in genealogy or family history whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, but my wife is is very keen on it, and mm-hmm. they've all done like their family tree, and they've done Twenty Three and mm-hmm. Me. And it turns out they are they're like the first people to leave Africa, right? Uh, so they are the whitest. They're Irish, and they are the whitest <laughs> people alive, right? <laughs> Which they're quite pleased about. Did you see um, the Danny, Did you see the Danny Dyer thing when he was related directly to like William the yeah, Conqueror? I mean, that's one of the great bits of television. I, I mean, so. I mean, most television featuring Danny Dyer is one of the greatest bits of television, <laughs> yeah. but that in particular, <laughs> well, I, I, is spectacular. So my
3: wife's uncle is a really keen uh, historian. He's American. They've never yeah. heard of Danny Dyer. But I found the YouTube link of that TV show. I said, you've got to watch this because he's, he's really interested in old family history because obviously in America, their family trees don't go back that far. Yeah. And uh, the problem was the backfiring part of me sharing it with him was I had to spend about, I mean, if the show was 45 minutes long, I had to spend longer than that trying to explain who Danny Dyer actually was and why this mm. was interesting. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it, and how do you explain Danny Dyer to a man who's never really understood the concept of him in the past? Have you have you had any dealings with him? Very
2: yeah, I have. I was on um I was on Sunday brunch with him once and it was pure bliss. Yeah. <laughs> just Danny Dyer in the kitchen just talking about whether he's getting mugged off by some flour. Yeah. It's <laughs> just is, is golden. And I once did uh I once did a TV show where he was co hosting and it was just like banging out it wasn't live, just banging out links um off AutoQ. He wasn't very good off auto Um but also he refused to do more than one take.
3: Right. And it was, <laughs> no, I've it done was, that, mate. I've done that.
2: Yeah, he, no, 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 we got that. And, <laughs> yes. and the Did producer was just... like, oh. I just, yeah, I just, hmm. Okay. Uh, and we rattled through. And it was the quickest day of... These shows we'd ever done, we we were finished by lunchtime. We well, were doing the heavy lifting. I like, was I've doing got to do a little quite bit, quite a lot of it. Yeah, was, yeah. Any,
3: was any of it broadcastable?
2: <laughs> well, it, well, no, but on the but flip it side, out. it all got broadcast. Yeah, okay. yeah right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the radio station that uh, I used to work for, that you, you worked for, uh, yes, as well, Rick. Um, we uh, he came on on the breakfast show and I somebody, and he. Before we went live, uh, the producer went, So, Danny, uh, we are live on the radio. If you could not swear, that'd be fantastic. And he turned to um, producer Paul and went, i on media train you, cunt. <laughs> 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 Wonderful. Great
3: I'm media trained you, cunt. That's, train,
2: that's, that's what you get from him. That's what you get. Um,
3: should we should we, um, should we go to the break and then come back and talk about Rick's book, Science Ish?
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promot rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Right then. We'll both look after Luke. We'll both look off the loop. If he feels sad about mum and dad, we'll both look after Luke. Science ish. It's a book you can buy in the shops now. Rick, is that yeah, fair? Yeah, yeah.
2: So, Rick, you've written a book... I'm hoping that's it. Job done. <laughs> and it's out. Buy it. And you've co-written this book. Yes, I have. And is it fair to say the other chap is the brains of the outfit? Well, I mean, if someone's bringing the science and someone else is bringing the ish... <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> yeah.
3: Because it's co-written with Dr. Michael Brooks, who wrote um, 13 Things That Don't Make Sense, which is one of my favourite popular science books
2: ever. It is my. It is actually my favourite popular science book. Yeah. It's an amazing book. Yeah. Um, and I was genuinely thrilled when I realised that the person... that. So we do a podcast, also called Science Ish. have been doing that for a couple of years, and, but we were put together by our friend and I was like, Hang on. Yeah, you that the, guy? Yeah. the Dr Michael Brooks. Yeah. And he was like, Yeah. And I was like and then I just was just sort of fanboying courageous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and I sort of still am actually. Tell us
3: a bit about what the book's about.
2: Uh, so we we basically in each chapter we take a film and then explore the sort of scientific questions that arise from the film. And what we don't really do is much of that kind of um, myth busting stuff. So we're yeah. not saying. This can't happen. Yeah, like, right. oh, Sandra Bullock's hair wouldn't be moving like that in zero gravity, oh, I that hate kind that of stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, it's fine, but there's loads of that online, and I find it no, slightly. Rob, Robert, dull. Webb, Robert Webb does a TV series about movie mistakes, and I think
3: it's the biggest destroyer of like any magic in movies. You, can, you, you can't watch a movie again after you've
2: seen it. No. <laughs> I can't no. believe they missed like this one. one. Yeah, I don't like that. No, it's not really for me that. So we we more kind of look at uh, the science that is happening out there right now. Yeah. um, In relation to films, because films are, to be honest, they're just a great way of having conversations about science without people feel like they're having it sort of forced down their throat. Mm. Like the stuff. So, for example, how many people are sitting down and watching a documentary about black holes? It's probably Quite niche. I mean, you aren't. Yeah, you? I am big time. Yeah, obviously. A lot a lot time. Pete, are you watching a documentary no, about Black I holes? I don't have a television.
1: Well, the we... man came and took it away. Yeah, only <laughs> sound soundbar. Yeah,
2: just a soundbar bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, whereas you probably would watch Interstellar. Yeah, yeah. And that's the point. People, it's it's a way of opening up the conversation. And and and, and and certainly um, those kind of directors as well.
1: They really think about it. They, yeah. they, they they're. Well,
3: Nolan does doesn't he he's an absolute fiend for it Nolan absolutely
2: loves it yeah he does (laughs) they had a a science paper published in a in a proper physics journal off the back of Interstellar right I think it's the only time it's ever happened Mm. What, What what is
3: the least scientifically accurate part of Interstellar though Matthew McConaughey's accent
2: well, I mean, that's yeah. not great. I mean, the stuff with the bookcase... No, and, that's, and yeah. la- Love being the thing that transcends all... Y- yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> not... I mean, that you... I couldn't disprove it. No. But I suspect... I mean, aliens living in the fifth dimension... Yeah. Hard to prove. Very, very hard to prove. But then, as I'm, as you will know, Luke, the only... The sort of best way that we have at the moment of uh, unifying our two best theories of how everything works, so quantum theory and general relativity. Um, so... We know how stuff works on a very, very small scale with quantum. Now stuff works on a big scale with relativity. Can't make the two sort of jam together. Is this super symmetry um, type stuff. Well, it's string theory. Yeah. So, okay. and string theory is, uh, I mean, it's just a sort of abstract concept, really. But it only works if there are eleven dimensions. That's right. Yeah. So therefore, it is possible, if string theory is right, that there are creatures that exist in other dimensions. So we're just trapped in our four dimensions hmm. like losers yeah and then the others are just like there's free flowing between all eleven yeah. looking at me Shut what them. I'm up yeah. to yeah, yeah. I, bet nice. sound, I bet they've got sound bars <laughs> oh yeah yeah but the, the... and they're using what is it Bexel? Bexel's yeah <laughs> Bexels. powered <laughs> exclusively by Bexel. I like to think that Bexel came from another dimension like, yeah, <laughs> to power like... our devices on a, on a similar one explanation yeah. on a
1: similar vibe
3: though with, with this because one of the other films you talk about in the book and I have read the book is um, The Matrix. alright
1: right, mate I've read <laughs> it I've read it mind if you and anyone who Rick's, says i Rick's haven't read it. our book yeah, yeah. i've
2: not yes, even read it <laughs> yeah have you just read your bits <laughs> i just read my bits <laughs> that's fine i just did
1: my
3: chapters
2: when you say he means proofread it's not the <laughs> yeah. same thing yeah, yeah. Um,
3: but um anyone who says i haven't read that book's a fucking liar all right <laughs> not them out which yeah. one and if your I haven't, one no this one oh okay fine and if i haven't how come i have anyway um yeah it's a good point yeah matrix is in there as well and i'm particularly fascinated by this because there's talk in the book about the idea that we could all be living in a giant computer simulation. And, yes. and, the, and the, the, the reason this is interesting to me is because the more you think about how quickly computer processing power is advancing and how accurate and better um, virtual reality is getting, mm. it, it's surely eminently possible.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it's, it's scarily it's, possible. It is scarily possible. And the more you think about it, the more slightly depressed you get. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're yeah. right. Um, but the idea is that if, Any intelligent race gets to a point where they can run sophisticated ancestor simulations. So simulations of like so, which is something we would be interested in doing. If we were like, okay, can we create a uh, a simulation where we watch how the universe formed and how life evolved and all that kind of stuff? We'd definitely do it. Mm, It's just uh, we don't know how to at the moment, but if we had the computing power, um, I think that we would do it. Um, And also we'll be able to program in conscious entities that's the kind of big sticking point for me is whether we would be able to create a consciousness within a computer program i don't really know about that so and and there's not really any agreement among scientists whether you'd be able to do it what does dr you, michael think dr michael thinks yes he thinks that if so for example at like ibm at the moment are trying to make this this huge uh, sort of cipher of a human brain Using neuromorphic chips, so chips that work like neurons right. and the, the the big challenge of that is that we 've got eighty six billion neurons right. and they 're all connected to ten thousand neurons each, so it's an right. incredibly big system, and they are they're sort of trying to piecemeal build that up, adding in more and more neuromo- neuromorphic chips. Dr. Michael thinks that ultimately there's no reason to expect that if you can replicate a human brain that consciousness wouldn't emerge from that silicon entity. Mm, you set up the building blocks and it happens because yeah. you've got... Yeah, the... yeah. And we don't have a better explanation of, of why something is conscious. I mean, in fairness, yeah. we don't even have any idea what consciousness is. You don't know that anyone else is... You, you know that you are conscious because you're experiencing it. Yeah. You don't know that... I don't know that you're conscious. You could be a zombie. You could be mm. a zombie. You like, talk about socialism, not.
3: basically. Yes, exactly.
2: Yeah. Um, But if, if... And it's a big if. You can make consciousness in... A computer, and you can then populate a, a simulation with these consciousnesses, and you're running them, those consciousnesses would have no idea that they were simulations. Right. Because there's no reason that they would. No, right, exactly. Um, and then they themselves might start being interested in running simulations, and then you get this idea of nested simulations. So you could be in a simulation that is a, that is part of a simulation, that is part of a simulation, that is part of a simulation. It's a recursive
1: it, AI nightmare.
2: It, yeah. it basically is, yeah. <laughs> and then it's just a numbers game that you think, okay, so the number of um, simulated consciousnesses will be greater, far greater than the number of base-level reality yeah. consciousnesses. Therefore, it's more likely that we are simulated. So That's so, how the argument goes. right?
3: So why, in the Matrix itself, do they wear such bad clothes?
2: Yeah, that, that is something that they they're so they're so interested in the science. They never really get to the leather overcoats, do they? No. <laughs> the sort of leather overcoats. I mean, to be fair, you, the you agents have reasonably street. turned out. The <laughs> agents all look like they're in the hives. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah,
3: because you know we talked about a few weeks ago about Rick Pete and I talked about a, tr- a Tumblr blog which I now can't find annoyingly, and it was dedicated to men who have gone to fancy dress parties dressed as Ryan Gosling's character in Drive.
2: Oh, that's lovely. Right, okay, yeah.
1: so it's just loads of unhealthy-looking men who think but, they look a but
2: little But they, in, in a man, souvenir jackets. they just look yeah. terrible. Yeah, of <laughs> course, <laughs>
1: <terrible>. <laughs> And is, is it
3: fair to say there is a, a fairly rich seam to mine here with men who maybe do that with Neo's
1: character from The Matrix?
2: Yeah, because you th- it's surprising how often you see men in leather overcoats. Oh,
1: any parochial goth. Yeah. Very much that, possibly matching it with a fedora, malady, or any of that kind yeah. of business. It's beautiful.
2: Yeah. But I mean, who's
1: to say? I mean, AI's so young. We could be creating badly dressed men and women in the next 20 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not been running for I mean, long.
2: That's certainly the ambition of it, I think. <laughs> that's what, point. that's you, what they're sitting there thinking I think. about at Google DeepMind. <laughs> <laughs> and what club are we going to put them in? <laughs> that, just that's why The Sims in. video game is so popular. <laughs> yeah.
1: What house are we going to put What staircase are we
3: going <laughs> to put but in? You're right, and we would do it if we could, because we do, people love things like The Sims, don't they, and that sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah. it
2: makes sense. And I was watching um, a, a video game designer talking the other day, and he was saying he thinks that within the next five years, in virtual reality, you'll be able to interact with characters who will, will be indistinguishable from their real world counterparts? So Turing test stuff, basically. Uh, yeah, but within a virtual reality, so within a simulated world that you are so physically. Trying, so
1: the physicality will be very similar. to That there's yeah. none of that uncanny valley kind of. It. There, will yeah, be, there will be. There yeah, will be. Bridge yeah. that gap and kind of, and have people who you actually
2: believe are real or could yeah. believe that you're. I right. mean, the Turing test stuff is is you know is really. Um, expanded upon brilliantly in Ex Machina.
3: I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. brilliant movie. One yeah. of the best movies I've seen in the last five mm, years. I'd amazing, say. an yeah. amazing film, and yeah. makes I mean, everything I've w- definitely
2: watched it. So I have he watched. I've definitely watched it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: I watched it on a plane actually.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and, perfect and, place to watch it. Actually, and,
3: and yeah. he and he um, <laughs> <I> actually, smaller <laughs> the screen the better.
2: I actually <laughs> bring watched, um, your own <laughs> soundbar. Yeah, I actually
3: watched that like, Interstellar on a plane as well, which might be why I didn't enjoy it as much, but. But um, on. Oh, in I X
2: bet Ma- this would look incredible if I could see it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> you've got like a you've got like one centimeter viewing angle. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at oh god. Yeah, yeah if you move,
3: you can't. It's completely blank. But in ex Machina, he takes it beyond the Turing test and sort of yeah. says, "Oh, the Turing test is a pretty old hat, really. Anyway, it doesn't yeah. really matter. It's not about that because yeah. I could do that now easily. Anyone could. Yeah, and it's more about the the step beyond that, really. Which
2: weirdly is sort of yeah, it's half true. I don't think. There are computers that can have a pretty good stab at the Turing test now. Uh but yeah, what is being discussed in Ex Machina is is a step forward where you're like, I'm telling you that this is a robot. You know it's a robot, yeah. but do you think it's conscious? Yeah. Um and that's it's that's what everyone comes out of that film asking. Yeah. You're like, well, what do you think? Yeah. And no one really agrees. Like the the director is quite vague about it, which yeah. I think is Alex the, the right isn't? thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart guy. Yeah um wouldn't wouldn't do a quote for the book you've you've got to ask him. you've got to ask let's expand on that well, i mean
3: what was the, what was your feeling on that when that happened when he rejected that
2: well he didn't um i mean it was more silence was it than, uh, <laughs> right, okay, an yeah, explicit yeah. he might rejection. Not have, he might
1: not have even seen it.
2: Unless yeah. you, unless you
1: knew did you have his mobile phone number, did you text him, did you call him? No,
2: but uh, my wife's sister used to work for him. So it right. was a fairly direct route. Yeah. So yeah. I think it will have got to him and he will have been like <laughs> no. So you know um, <laughs> but then amazingly and this is it this sort of genuinely makes me feel sick when I think about it. We um uh, there's a there's a chapter about Interstellar and we are slightly um critical of the film and some of the like McConaughey's acting mm. and, and i think so fairly on. fairly fairly. yeah so i, I think, think it is fair yeah uh and then someone said oh i know um i know christopher nolan and christopher nolan's family and get a copy of the book to him and i was like wicked and then i and then i so i i sent the book over and only after i'd sent it did i think oh hang on yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I've absolutely what chapter are he gonna read first <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> yeah it'll flip straight yeah. to that yeah i've absolutely slated it <laughs> like, t- this is like it's going to feel so arch for me as yeah. well. Like, this yeah, a, this read a, this, Christopher. <laughs> this is practically a hit crime. Rick. So, did he get back to you? No, no, no. no. no, no, no. But you could. Do, I suspect he might not do. Actually, yeah.
3: <laughs> there was a football club fairly recently who who fired their manager shortly after they would already released their advent calendar. So what they then did is when when people bought the Avent Canada, they got a sticker with the new manager, which they could stick over the picture of the old manager. What you could do with the uh, Alex Gardner or Christopher Nolan, if they do get back to you, mm. go to all the bookshops with stickers, mate.
2: Yeah, that's true. Stick them on. on. Stick them on. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know why I've been mugged off in this book, Christopher Nolan.
1: <laughs> Please stop
2: texting. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher, I mean, I have these guys won any Oscars, yeah. Christopher Nolan? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: I
2: mean, I didn't like it, yeah. Christopher Nolan, yeah.
1: <laughs> The darkness molded me. Hashtag.
3: Pete, what did you think of the book?
1: I thought it was excellent. And uh, to be honest, I'd, uh, I mashed through uh, about half of it because I just cherry picked the uh, the chapters that I uh, I know the films do. Mm. I'm not a massive uh, consumer of films, and I, I think that's the problem. really. We,
3: we've discussed. Do you think there's too many films? <laughs>
2: Because I've often thought films. that. I definitely think it about books. Yeah. Okay. Which sort of begs the question, why have I written one? But <laughs> so, I mean, I did a book clear out. Yeah. This is how I remembered that I'd read your book, actually.
3: Oh, right. Is okay. okay. It, you cleared it,
2: out and no, it. No, no, it's up there on the shelf. Oh, yeah. In my football section. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Very <laughs> nice. Um, but you look at you kind of go, well, I'm never going to be able to read these. It's insane. There are, yeah, definitely too many books. Yeah, probably too many films. I was as well. saying, I was but saying, what can you do about it?
3: Well, I'll send to Pete, if you could just maybe limit it to two films a month.
2: I would so he, I'd happily be bring a in a sure. kind of a maximum quota to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well,
3: they they say, have to be sorry, really guys. good, they
2: don't get made. Yeah, and someone said that already exists, but I've seen some bad ones. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Well, do, I mean, like you, you would have done um, junk at some point in your career, like kind Certainly. of you know sitting in those kind of airless, soho um like hotel rooms, like this yeah, in many yeah. ways, chatting yeah. to people who don't want to be there about their film. Exactly but, like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. This. <laughs> but they, but you have to watch the film beforehand. It's a contractual requirement if you go yeah, and yeah, chat yeah, the stars. Yeah. You got to watch the film. Yeah. Did you resent as much? Yeah, I've done a few quite recently that I've went. I've you've wasted two hours of my life that I could have been reading or doing anything, anything. Hundred a- percent.
2: Certain, I've seen Threadful. some absolute gash. Stinkers. And it really. And the, the, what's the worst? I think the worst one I ever saw was um, a Zack Schneider film called. Hmm, it was one with all the. What was it called? Can you have you got a facility to Google this. Zack Schneider. Zack Schneider. Yeah. Schneider Post him doing 300. Right. Um, and he did it with. There lots of girls in the. And, and thingy. Is this helping? Lots of girls and thingy in I'm it. I'm
3: trying to find. Give me Give me a second. Zack yeah, Snyder right. movie post three hundred. Yeah. Okay.
2: Do, it, he, he directed it. it. Got, yeah. It cost like two hundred million dollars. Watchmen. No. <laughs> no. That was uh, good. That was all right. I yeah. haven't seen it. I like the book though. Yeah. Uh, well, here you go? This is his list there. Yeah. Legend
3: yeah. of the Guardians. No. Sucker Punch.
1: Sucker
2: Punch.
3: There you go. Sucker Punch.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's see the cover of that one. Sucker
2: Punch. Oh yes, I know that one. Was, okay. that a, a, was, was that an
1: adapted anime or something like that? Or some no, kind of bloody no, nonsense? it was.
2: It wasn't an adaptation. I think previously he'd had success by doing adaptations <laughs> of sort of good source material. This right. had come from his own uh, mind. fertile Stock. mind. Yes. Right, and uh, he, I mean, absolute, like, just <laughs> th- like felt like three hours of pure dog shit. And you had to speak to him. sort him, of like misogynist as well. Like, or just yeah, awful, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a horrible film. I... And you had to
3: speak to him, and that, then
2: yeah, and then subsequently you have to go in and be like.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know Pete says he does. Pete says he goes, I really like the lighting in that movie.
1: Like, find something I specific. Even, I you... don't even do that, though. I just lie. Like, I okay. love, the, yeah. love the film. Is that, what am I going to gain by saying it sucks? Or no, what you... am I going to... I've got no self-respect. That's why <laughs> That's why I, I'm an a, a, all-right radio presenter.
2: So, yeah, okay, right. You know, There's you... no place for self-respect in broadcast <laughs> in this media. industry. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> not. No, I think, yeah, you're right. Like, what you are going to gain absolutely nothing from telling someone, oh, so they will probably know. They can yeah. read reviews. Yeah. yeah. But the annoying thing is, lately, I've, I've been hating on films
1: when I've come out of it and, and they've got amazing reviews from people. The new Vince Vaughn, like, Grindhouse kind of uh, film, that uh, Brawl on Cell Block 99, mm. I thought was badly written, scripted terribly. It wasn't particularly convincing performance from Vaughn. But I've come out and everyone's like, oh my God, it's a new goddamn, it's a new Tarantino. Right. It's amazing. And I'm like, mm. Oh, you can do better. Everyone can do better. Too many films. Vince
3: Vaughn's yeah. done his thing where he's tried to reinvent himself, hasn't he? Because didn't he appear yeah. in the second season of True Detective? And everyone yeah. was like, that's a bit of a left field casting. And everyone yeah. thought it might be a bit of a reinvention of his career. But no. in the end, no one really watched it, did they? No, I think yeah. everyone
2: hated it, didn't they?
3: The first season's
2: brilliant. The first season is brilliant. Yeah. And then I didn't even watch the second season because yeah. everyone universally said it was awful. <laughs> did it also have
3: Colin Farrell in it? I think yeah. it might have done. It, it wasn't
2: as bad as everyone said it was. I, I thought think. Vaughn was all right in that
1: kind uh, Machiavellian kind of like Evil I Or charismatic character The sort of one he played In Starskin Hutch That kind of like I don't know what you're talking about I'm going to get out of this Just fine yeah. But yeah I thought he, That's that's a strong point
2: but, He came on um, He came on T4 once And we And he arrived early He we, Weirdly And you know Make of this what you will For the first of, like, We were setting up for a while and for 10 minutes, I had to talk to him. And I was thinking, I don't really want to do 10 minutes of small talk with Vince Vaughn. Mm. But he was just talking, 10 to a dozen, very entertaining, very charismatic. We started doing the interview. He was great. And then, oddly, um, about sort of 15 minutes in, he just really slumped. Did <laughs> no, um, he no, no energy. Right. right. Okay. It's odd, isn't it, how that can <laughs> happen to people sometimes? Um, and we were all like, how oh, strange he was so... He's given so much. Yeah. And now he's just run out. Maybe. It's like he's run out of something. <laughs> ammonia. Yeah. <perhaps>. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> run it, out of ammonia. Run out of ammonia.
2: So, yes. Terrible situation to be
3: in. Before we go, because we are just about running out of time, okay. I want to turn this. Is that this, it?
1: Run, yeah, it's quick. Don't it's muck gone around. gone quickly,
3: isn't it? Don't muck it's around. Because
1: we're just enjoyable chaps to hang out with. You yeah. should do you this everywhere. Oh, no, you are. You are. And <laughs> also because
3: it's very hot, time does speed up. <laughs> you yes. know that, doing the science. Yeah, part. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to I talk about a- Boyle's law. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I want to talk a bit about um, CDT teachers with you, Rick. Oh, uh, yes, lovely. Okay, because my Pete, famously to, to listen to this show, um, almost lost his entire finger in a CDT class at school. Mm-hmm. And your teacher reacted in what way again? Uh, he shouted, "Get your hand out that sander!" <laughs> Fair enough, isn't
2: it? Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. yeah, yeah. Um, That's exactly what I want him to be saying. Uh, anyway.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <His training laughs> kicked Stick it in, really... further in the sand. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not going to make a bagatelle
1: game like this.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Rig, uh, uh, Rick, I am delighted to say at that point his training kicked in. Yeah. And he was able to ensure the safety uh, of, of Pete's mm. finger. Great. But we, we mind the seem here again to use that phrase that CDT teachers are quite eccentric, quite interesting, mm, quite mm, fun. Mm. Can you remember your CDT teacher?
2: I can, I can picture the guy. I can't now... I can also picture a lot of the stuff that I churned out in CDT. Go on. I did uh, so an acrylic clock, which is just like... It's an oblong of acrylic, and then you bend it once up, yeah. and then uh, sort of too far, and then up again. Yeah. So you've kind of got a, uh, a two-jointed, yeah. and then you bolt the clock on the back, um, and my dad, weirdly, I think still has that clock. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Was it, like a pre- it was like a pre-made clock, in, 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 you know,
1: um, part of a clock. Oh, yeah, I didn't make any yet. of the <laughs> clock mechanism. No, no. You, <laughs> you never do the hard With, the, you? with yeah. the acrylic, did you have to um, polish the sides of it once you cut it? Yeah, oh, yeah, it? yeah. Oh, that took yeah. ages. It's totally it's really right. like yeah, but quite
2: satisfying, though. Yeah. It's a very, actually a very good finish on that clock, mm. even though I do say so myself, <laughs> Christopher Nolan But be... You've literally warped time there. Christopher Nolan would be yeah. very happy with that, wouldn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. In many ways, it was a portent
3: of what was to come in your career, right? It's it's e- ex- exactly right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> many times I've looked at that clock and thought, you knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else did you make? Uh, and I made... Uh, you know when you make sort of... I guess it was a bridge with the, with the thin bits of wood and then uh, joints that were just like uh, triangular bits of cardboard... So every, yeah. every corner, you just had to try and get a bit of cardboard. And I'm not yeah. quite sure what that was doing. <laughs> okay. uh, and then you gradually build up to a sort of, yeah, a bridge, but yeah. not across anything. It would just sit flat on the table. Right. And I never knew what it was for. Oh, was it was but... just
1: kind of like giving you an example of uh, Give an example
2: engineering. Of, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but, like, yeah. Completely if you useless. did in later life want to make a bridge, obviously don't make it like this. <laughs> but <laughs> Soggy cardboard. Yeah. A tiny bridge out three, of cardboard. where very... people died. Very, very <laughs> rare that you look at a bridge these days and say, oh, they've used the old triangles of carports to Over uh, <laughs> Hope classic. it doesn't rain. <laughs> yeah. The old Middlesbrough Transporter Bridge, classic. <laughs> Pete, didn't you say
3: that
1: the uh, the finger incident meant you weren't able to study it at GCSE? He said he'd be up for me studying, but I was very much better at the... uh, uh the not, not hurting finger. thinking parts thing. rather than the actual um, not okay. putting your hand in a sander.
3: He's let you down gently there, hasn't <laughs> he?
1: <Yeah. laughs> well, it was a circular sander. I don't know whether it would have made any difference if it was a belt sander, which would have been a little bit easier to... Extract my finger from it, but it's still misshapen. And are you talking about GCSE level here? Or are you talking about you didn't do it? No, I
2: didn't do it at. I don't think I did it at GCSE. Actually, I might have. I Rick can't went really Rick remember. Went to Cambridge.
3: Well, what? So people who went to Cambridge don't do CDT. Well, you've got a really. That's not a saying, is it? No, that's no. You is now, CDT. but it shouldn't. be. <laughs> <laughs> that, people who went you to went Cambridge. You went to a good university. People who went to Cambridge don't do CDT. Is not a saying. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> it's not part of the culture. If, if I said I did CDT at GCSE, you wouldn't be surprised because oh, I know went to Montfort
2: University in Leicester for yeah. crying out loud. Do you know what? I think I might have done CDT at GCSE. Part of it.
1: Oh, what? He's <laughs> only doing to prove a point now. Yeah, no but now. Clockbender Edwards over there. He's going to go study it in a minute. The Last (laughs) Clockbender.
2: Well, that'll be one of the two films. (laughs) I'd watch that.
1: <laughs> uh, well, go and pick up the damn book. The uh, name of the book is Science Ish. Uh, pick it up for Christmas for your loved ones as well. That's a really good example of uh, kind of you sneaking in a bit of science, sneaking in a bit of knowledge, sneaking in a bit of physics uh, under the guise of uh, something quite interesting. So we,
2: it's we, a great panic buy. If you uh, don't yeah. want to get someone, <laughs> yeah. just get that and just be yeah. like, it's fine, isn't it? I'm going to get fine. the one you fine. gave me and give that to someone for Christmas, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Is, is there going to be a follow up to the 13 Things That Don't Make Sense? Can you ask Dr. Michael?
2: Well, you're... he did. Um, he did do a book called "At the Edge of Uncertainty," which I think you'd also like. Okay, that came after. I'll it. that on
3: mine um, go. It's a
2: similar kind of territory. It's yeah. really good. I'll give it you, a go. Thanks he's kind of also it. got another. I mean, I shouldn't really be plugging his other book out. But he's got yeah. another book out at the moment called "The Quantum Astrologer." Okay, um, or it might be called "The Quantum Astrologer's Handbook." Have you read mm-hmm. it? No, but I've only just got it, and it you... came out last week.
3: Well, I might, I might not understand that. That's anything.
2: No, no, I think, I think you will. So it's sort of a history book. It's about a, uh, an Italian guy called Jerome Cardano, who's sort of not. I just not a popular figure. But he somehow came up with a lot of the basis for quantum theory in the sixteenth century. Amazing. That does sound Which good. is sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, He shouldn't be doing that. No it's, like a, it's a bit it. of a sort of um it's a bit Da Vinci. I can yeah. know how Da Vinci yeah. would just kind of helicopters and stuff. Yeah. This guy similar vibe. If you play the quantum.
1: video you play the video in um, Civilization, the next town over, the next um, power over's got nuclear fission and you've got um a horse and cart. Like, like, How's that happening? <laughs> yeah we live at the same like. time
3: what's going on that's what he was yeah. like Cardano's living there <laughs> 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 worth checking out I reckon
1: alright Pete Definitely. that's it isn't it we're out of time go and pick it up. Yeah, you can't actually give away uh, your copy of the book because so I've scribbled notes in uh, that copy have you yeah, like questions like, what is a matrix? Next <laughs> well, to the
2: word, the matrix. That doesn't mean I can't give
1: it Ask to one of Rick my Ask Rick what the matrix
2: is. <laughs> but also, <laughs> that might be make it more valuable, <laughs> as <laughs> annotated by Pete Donaldson. Uh, yeah, <laughs> give us a copy of the Football Ramble, I'll annotate that. Have you got it, Rick? No, yeah. I've annotated it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Dog shit. What is right. this football? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Sounds well, Rick, good, I like it.
1: Rick, thank you for joining us. Uh, you can be followed on uh, Twitter on that. Is that are you on the Twitter? Yeah, yeah sure. At yeah. Rick Edwards
2: 1. You no idea who's got at Rick Edwards. <laughs> <That> <laughs> makes me angry every I do, time I say it. Check? I'm going to check now. I used to, be My, I
1: used to be myspace.com forward slash Pete, 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 Pete. Five Pete's before me. Very upsetting.
2: But hang on. So the the previous Pete's.
1: So there's so there myspace.com forward slash Pete, Pete, Pete,
2: Pete, Pete like t- five so times. Hang on. There was a, there was a Pete. There yeah. was a Pete, Pete. There was a Pete, yep. Pete, Pete. A I picked
3: peep, peep, g- peep, peep
2: six times. Yeah. That is insane. But isn't I really it just, like it. The original it
3: Rick Edwards on Twitter, uh, Rick has um he lives in Portland, Maine. He uh, has a dog and Piece he enjoys of shit. I know he enjoys making homemade sweet and sour pork. He sounds like twice the man you are. <laughs> I hate the guy.
1: I'm so <laughs> yeah. jealous of him. <laughs> he's, three, he's three times the man I am, only I mean, because he's got a dog. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, only because he's sprayed his throat for 18 months.
3: <laughs> with dandy. Is it dandy? Dandy. dandy. Dander. I, dandy. Like
2: you. <laughs> I don't even know what dander is. No, dander. I just well, went with it totally. I, I think it's totally. skin cells. It's a, a made-up word. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dander.
3: Before we go, we should go. I want to tell Rick that Pete um, once lasered off his armpit uh, sweat glands.
2: Yeah. How do so, you, you feel
1: about that? What
3: do you I feel mean?
2: really good about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't sweat from my it anymore. And has it worked? It,
1: well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it is night and day. I, it is the greatest thing I've ever done with my money. Yeah. And, uh, I just, and I've spent money stupidly before. It's not a packed playing field, that particular like,
3: <laughs> that, that, no. area.
2: Of, <laughs> of, 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 yeah, of, incredible. Yeah, I mean, they, you they, look absolutely yeah. disgusted, Luke. <laughs> well, I, I, it's one of those things where it's no, one, like. It's horrible, though. I mean, I'm, I'm, look at this now. But it's natural. And look at this absolute beauty.
1: But I would be like... It's got I, under I, there. Yeah, but I'd be like like that now. Okay, I'd be yeah. absolutely covered. It was disgusting. It was just quite... Uh, uh, hydrosis or something, you call it. And uh, okay. and they inject you 30 times under each armpit, which sounds terrible, with lidocaine. It, with acid. It, 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 with acid mm. pneumonia. And then they uh, zap you. And it's night and day. This I should have gone back for another um, another portion, another serving, if you I like. I... I, I...
3: I'd do it I'd do it yeah but I think do your track it. record of going to doctors I don't know if you should do it
2: <laughs> yeah, you got you've, got, listen, you've got to get back on the horse <laughs> <laughs> the
1: Vince Vaughn of doctors <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well Rick thank you for joining us man yeah, it's thanks, good, Rick. good to see you. I've not seen you for ages and uh, grab the book called Science, Science-ish from all good bookstores published by Atlantic Books how about that we'll see you next time